0: Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch? The show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. Uh, And we promised you, we we promised you we would be doing a recap of Championship Weekend no Mm. matter what happened in the chiefs bengals game. Luckily Mm. for us, it was a win. So David (laughs) David and I are not just absolutely dejected while recording this podcast 24 hours after the Chiefs secured their third Super Bowl berth in five years. Um, it's crazy. Uh we're excited. We're also going to talk 49ers Eagles. That game obviously had much less like actual drama in it. So we're going to save that for the back half. Uh and I apologize for my voice um because I was at the game. So come on. It's it it's not in tip top shape as it is it normally is um as you guys expect, I guess. But so you did your job recap- well, soldier. Yeah. Yeah, I was screaming and yelling with everybody else in the stands, um, and possibly um, clowning Bengals fans after that field goal uh, mm. win. It, but we'll, we'll we'll get to all that and more coming up on this championship weekend edition of What Do You Want to Watch? All right, let's talk about it. Bengals, Chiefs, Bengals, twenty three or 20, Chiefs 23. Um, David, give me your instant reaction when you saw Harrison Bucker's 45-yard field goal just sneak through the uprights.
1: For some reason, besides the 2019 Super Bowl win, this felt like the biggest game of Mahomes' era. Mm-hmm. And I think... I have felt that pressure all week because as soon as that went through and I was like five seconds later, I'm like, all right, there's no flags. You know, you got to make sure if you're a right. fan, there's no flags. Um, I low-key like almost started tearing up. Like that's out there's There's like such like a, a weight just lifted. Like this game is finally, up. I think Tony Romo made a comment with like four minutes left in the third. Like he's like, this game feels like it's almost over. And we're only in the third quarter, you know, cause it just, It was one of those games, like, just dogfight. Every single play seemed like it mattered, and every play, like, had an impact. Uh, And, yeah, it it felt good, finally. Uh, uh, A, uh, yes, weight off my shoulders.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I felt the same way, uh, obviously. When I watched it, first of all, when you're in the stands, which I'm – promise I'm not trying to brag this is an important aspect. I got a free ticket. Okay, I didn't have the money to shell out for a championship game. I was gifted a ticket. But when you're in the stands, you can't tell when field goals go in, like ever. Mm. Because of the angle. So I had no idea. I, I didn't know if it went in or not. And the Bengals fans around us started celebrating and chanting who day whenever because oh. it looked like they missed. And then I saw Casey Wolf start to celebrate. And I locked eyes with the guy next to me. And we were like, we made it. And it. everybody had this, like, obviously everybody's getting up, running around, cheering, yelling. But there was like an audible that's just, like, because mm-hmm. the pressure was so much. And it felt like at the end of that game, especially when the Bengals got the ball back with two and a half left on the clock, you thought it's it's happening again. Mm-hmm. You know, this team that we've played better than for three and a half quarters is going to drive down the field and score and we're not going to have an ability to come back. It's it's happening again with this team yeah. just has our number. Yeah. And then Chris Jones, man, um he's a problem and he I know that defensive player of the year is a regular season award and there is no change to the ballots. Um but man, it's hard to it's hard to imagine a player that's had more of an impact on one side of the ball that's not a quarterback than Chris Jones, right? It's just, he's When do they vote on that? I believe it is, it's like towards the end of the regular season. And I think all ballots, all ballots are final before the playoffs even start. Got you. Because I was
1: going to say like, if they, they wait to vote, but they don't take it into account. I'm like, a natural like bias. Some people are going to accidentally just, because yeah, yeah, if you see Chris Jones, Nick Bosa didn't do anything, you know, and that, you know, that's not necessarily all his fault. Um, however, Lane, Lane Johnson held his own, but, uh, dude, Chris Jones, um, I mean, we might as well just read his stat line now that we're talking about him. Cause I mean, he just went insane. Yeah. Let's we'll see. So many numbers. The defense played so well. Here we go. He had four total tackles, three solos, two sacks, three tackles for loss losses and five quarterback hits.
0: Yeah. He was, he was Good all over night. the place. Especially that first quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs' defense did the same thing that it, they seem to do every game, where you know for for two quarters they look elite, like the best unit in the league, and then for two other quarters they, they can't seem to stop the other offense from doing anything. That's what the second and third quarter felt like in a lot of ways, um, but yet yeah, Chris Jones, his first two playoff sacks came in this game uh 11 games before had never had a playoff sack which it sounds crazy um and when you think about it it doesn't mean chris jones has been bad in the playoffs necessarily um i mean he's just been the only guy
1: on that d line
0: yeah they there's been a lot of focus on him um and you know the guys that are gonna get the sacks are the edge rushers that's why frank clark is you know in the top three all time in playoff sacks right this is what he does Um, but I, I just, I know that the Mahomes thing and we will get to the Mahomes thing, but I, I, you just can't overstate how important Chris Jones is to this defense because he is the guy he is the Mahomes of the defense in that whenever you need a play, it's him. It always seems to be him, you know, whether he's, even if he doesn't get a sack, he he's causing, he's wreaking havoc, taking a double team and freeing up Frank Clark or one-on-one Mm -hmm. or he's blowing up the screenplay, or it's always something with him. He's always in the backfield. He's always causing problems.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, this defense total, five sacks, six tackles for losses, and 12 quarterback hits. Carlos Mm -hmm. – sorry, Willie Gay got half a sack. George Karlaftis, the rookie, got a sack and a tackle for loss and a quarterback hit. Um, Frank Clark got uh, one and a half sack. Like Everyone low-key got like a piece of the pie – um, I guess except for Derek Naughty, but I know for sure that big boy disrupted stuff in, uh, internally. Well, did, you,
0: did you see the the play in which I don't even remember what it was—if it was a screen pass or a run—but Naughty ran from behind uh, the Bengals player and then tried to jump over the top of him. Yeah, uh, I was like, dude, what are you <laughs>
1: doing? Don't hurt yourself, brother. You know, like, I was what are you just doing? surprised
0: he could get up there. I mean, that yeah. was—he's one of the biggest guys on the field, and he just. Leapt over an entire NFL player. is pretty impressive.
1: Also, I just realized this for the first time Justin Reed led the team in tackles. Yes. Second, and he, so he even got hurt. He,
0: he was out for a little bit. That, that let's first of all, let's just get to the refs thing so we don't have to talk about it the rest of the time. Let's just talk about it real quick. David, I, I didn't obviously not a part of the, the broadcast, so I didn't get to hear. Or what they were saying. What was the sense you had during the game? Because obviously we can relitigate afterwards, but how the oh, refs yeah. were performing.
1: Um. So Twitter will make make it sound like the entire game was just horrific. It, that wasn't necessarily the case. Um. There were a couple head scratchers, specifically with uh, where they redid the third down play. Yeah, um, that was dumb. The Skyview did show the ref. He like it. It was the back left Judge, ran onto the field, and was blowing the whistle. Obviously couldn't hear it because Arrowhead was loud at the time. But then the play started, and he kind of like dipped. Like maybe he didn't want to get hit, I don't know, but came off, let the play finish, and then went to the head ref and was talking to him and stuff like that. So we didn't see that at first. So, you know, everybody was, the announcers included were like, why did that just happen? Well, then they showed the sky view and he was like trying to run on. But I feel mm-hmm. like in that instant, you guys, you keep going, like you keep running in and blowing your whistle. I guess maybe it makes sense if, that he didn't want to get hit. Um, there were. Here's the problem with, I saw a couple holds, I saw hold. I mean, as a Chiefs fan, we're always watching that for our side, and you know how many right. times I saw Frank Clark getting held or Chris Jones getting held that it wasn't called.
0: So it's like, it's Chris Jones got on held that. on the the end that. Massive completion on third and seventeen at the yeah. end of the game. Chris Jones got held the entire time, and we were all screaming about it.
1: Well, and here's the thing I thought about too. like really the the main message to the refs for the last couple of years, especially in the playoffs, has been don't decide the game for us. Let the players play it out and let them play that. Mm-hmm. But then, you know people and ma- mainly Bengals fans are saying, well, that's a hold there on that final play. And you know, as a ref, you're probably like, okay, do you want us to call the hold? Do you want us to let the players play it out? You know what I mean? I feel like we're getting right two sides of the coin there, and it is what it is. There, I rewatched the the block in the back on that punt, and the Bengals player flopped. the the The, the gunner for the Chiefs made contact with the back, but he didn't extend. And as soon as the Bengals player felt contact, I saw his hands fly up and he fell. You know, and the Chiefs player like stopped and did this. You know. Yeah. They didn't call I, it. I, I thought that was a flop. I don't think that was, you know, especially it, that late into the game needed to be If you're in
0: the position to be relitigating, holding and, and blocking the backs is the reason your team lost. I think it's always bad. It's easy for us to say that right mm-hmm. as Chiefs fans. We won. Look, the hold on the Pacheco touchdown was phantom at best. From what I could tell, it just looked like the guy got past Wiley uh, and they mm-hmm. just called the hold. Um, couldn't hear who they actually called. The hold on, because the booze were so loud that you, it you was just couldn't hear anything. Yeah, uh, and then Wiley the ta- also got a also got a taunting flag, which I, I, it, that is that is all judgment based on the refs. But if again, if that's taunting, you saw it probably right. Every, there were like eighteen. Yeah, there were like eighteen or nineteen things that each team was doing that would have risen to the level of taunting. I really mean, Eli soft. Apple. Was in everybody's face every single incompletion, doing And the, the side exact line. same stuff, and Walking yeah, on the side around the Chiefs all the time. Um, yeah, the one, the one I will agree with the, or the one that I think could have changed the game was Burrow did get hit late. That that was a roughing the passer that should have been called based on how they're calling it all year. Yeah, um, like it
1: wasn't egregious, but like really gay. It was like like that wasn't needed. it was pretty like late. That was that was not needed.
0: Did that swing the game? I, I really don't think so. Um, and if you look at Wait, the... You know, didn't they score
1: on that drive anyway? Didn't they drive yes. all the way down?
0: Right. No. The, the things that happened, like the intentional grounding call where you could say P. Ryan was in the area, they then converted the next play. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, third, the third nine that got replayed, there was an obvious holding call on Eli Apple that happened. And then the Chiefs never gained another yard and punted the ball away. Yeah. So I, I I really don't think and you the, and the yeah. late hit out of bounds at the end was a late hit. Whether Absolutely. you like it or not, that's always a late hit. The run the quarterback is always giving himself up out of bounds every time, every time a yeah. defender hits a quarterback like that, no matter how hard, if the guy's already out, that is a late hit. They call it yeah. every time.
1: Two clues. One, we saw on that that like down the sideline shot, both of Mahomes' feet were on the white. Two when both players the defender and the offensive player hit the bench that's probably a good idea that it was a late hit like to make it 10 to 12 yards back enough to hit the bench like that absolutely usually is reasonable of a call you know and absolutely. mahomes did mahomes mahomes threw the hand through the hands up a little bit but who's not going to show that a little bit to get yeah. that flag
0: you know i mean every as much as they want to say, like, well, flopping, that's a soccer, that's a basketball thing. NFL players are flopping all the time. You know how often a defensive lineman gets held and he just starts to like oh, yeah. fall sideways while putting his hands up to try to signal to the ref that everybody's doing it. Um yeah. I don't think the refs decided the game. Uh, I don't want to hear about how this is the most this is the worst ref game since Saints Rams. That's the worst missed pass interference call. In NFL history, and there's not going to be another comparison to that. And I, yeah. I genuinely believe that the Chiefs played better for the majority of the game and deserve to win. Obviously, I'm a Chiefs fan, so take it that way you will. But uh, the relitigating, you know, there's gonna Bengals fans, and you got to cope somehow. And I'm sure if we were in their position, we would also be sharing screenshots and like, look at this. This is on this play. Oh, well, when we-, we
1: lost to the Patriots, and we've lost to the Steelers in the past in the playoffs, we've done the same thing.
0: Yeah, you go back and you look at every play and you're going to find something the refs missed. Here's what I think they need to stop doing. And this has been mentioned a couple of times. When they get to the playoffs, and especially these championship and Super Bowl games, they make all-star crews of the best guys from each crew um, to try mm-hmm. and like give the best officials a chance to ref and. In the games, except that means the crews are not familiar with each other. And you Mm -hmm. saw this. I don't know if you could tell this, David, but we definitely felt it in the stadium. They were taking so long to make every single decision, whether it was a spot, whether it was what the coach was trying to tell them for a challenge whether it was to throw a flag on something or what the flag was. I mean, after they would throw a flag, they would huddle for 30 or 40 seconds at least every time to try and Mm -hmm. get the message out. That should never be the case in a game like this. It disrupts momentum and it agitates everyone.
1: Yeah. Uh, Adam Schefter kind of hops on the Pat McAfee show, I think actually every week, just updates, league stuff like that. And he said, like, the league is all about – popularity views, making money. They're absolutely going to look at the officiating, in the off season. Like you'd be, it, it'd be ignorant not to believe that because this is obviously hurting, you know, what the league looks like. So like, they're absolutely going to look at officiating and, and what that looks like. So, you know, I, they were talking about like, this has always been an issue though. Quote unquote, you know, 20 years ago, people were saying how the officiating is so bad. So, Right. Humans, ref, you know, reffing humans, they, the losing team's always going to see the mistake, always say that. I think, I think we're always going to have this issue. I don't think it's ever going to be fixed, you know, quote unquote. Right, so. of
0: course. And people are always – I mean, refs are the easiest scapegoat. Yep. Right? You can always complain. It, it's like – the order of scapegoats, it goes refs, person who committed bad play in the fourth quarter, and coaching – and mm-hmm. and even if those weren't necessarily the reasons you lost a game, that's what all fans go to first because they want to cope with what they lost. Yeah. And yeah, they're never going to make the refereeing perfect, but I think they do need to look and because it wasn't just this game. 49ers Eagles, I mean, had some had some pretty, pretty bad calls as well. And also yeah. just some poor handling of tensions and like stuff that. It, while you could say a ref's job is obviously to make sure they're call penalties and make sure the game is played fair. Mm-hmm. They also have to control kind of emotions and attitudes and keep the help keep those in check. And they did not do that in 49ers Eagles very well. No um, last, last point uh, Colin
1: Coward actually tweeted something and I, I kind of agree with it. Uh, Chiefs had more yards, far more passing yards, more first downs, more yards per play, allowed fewer sacks and had fewer turnovers. One time of possession, but, yeah, it was the refs. Like, I, I watched him a little bit today, and he's like, a team does four or five of those things, they're going to win the game. So you can't, like, blame the refs in that situation. And I know it's, again, it's easy to say is the winner. But I remember in that 2018 championship game, we were, I mean, we were on the side. We were upset. Like, the Patriots always get these calls, da-da-da-da-da, you know. So, like, I've been on that side of it. And I think it's just, you like you just said, you want someone to blame because there's so much, like, emotion and anger built up. Right, you like and you need don't... something to express that anger out on, and usually it's the ref, or usually it's like, oh, but you missed the game-winning field goal, you know, and then D four yeah, is lined so. up
0: offside, right? It, it and that's yeah. going to keep going, but there, let's let's just talk about the actual, you know, let's talk about yeah. the maybe narratives, I guess, that came out of this game. First of all, I was it ever in doubt for us? No, we always thought Patrick Mahomes was burrow head was the Sorry. best player in the league, was the best quarterback in the league. I didn't ever think the Burrow thing was serious, mainly because you're making the Brady-Manning comparisons, like Burrow is Brady and Mahomes is Manning, except you'd have to flip it because Mahomes is the yep. one who's already won a ring where Burrow hasn't won the ring. Two weeks and ago, I thought
1: I thought Brady was – Mahomes was Brady and I thought Josh Allen was Peyton Manning. Was
0: Manning, yeah. They,
1: and now it's they all just,
0: switched. There's no flip. I, I just – I, Mahomes looked as good as a person possibly could have. I think with the injury that he had, um, mm-hmm. the fumble was the one blemish where you're like, "What?" And I don't even know what the heck happened. That was such a freak play. Um,
1: I, the only thing I think of is it's just
0: it's so cold,
1: and the ball was so hard. Maybe just when he went up, like it yeah, when really he went just, up, it,
0: it just slipped.
1: No um, one even reacted. Like Mahomes was just like, "I'm good." Yep. And like, the only reason people he were like, "What the, the heck?" Is, you know.
0: Because he planted wrong, too. He On his probably ankle. would have easily recovered, and he took a step planted wrong. But he threw two touchdown passes uh, for over 300 yards, and he wasn't very mobile. Um, I remember a couple of times when he – especially he rolled out one time. It was in the – I believe it was in the third quarter. and He rolled out, and he flipped his hips. does the normal thing where he flips his body so yeah, he can get more he leverage left. as he throws it. And when he did that and he put a lot, a lot down on that bad ankle, a lot of weight down. And then he was limping afterwards. He, he hopped, he did the hop, skip thing. Bro, that play's cursed. Ankle. That's the play McColl got hurt. And then I found out
1: later on that same play, Juju limped off. So on that play, two of our receivers went out and Mahomes
0: that and Mahomes tweaked like, himself. It's like, oh my gosh. That's the only time I really felt like, oh crap, what's going on mm. the rest of the time? I, I felt good, but you could tell. I, when he tried to escape up the middle a couple of times, and he said this in the postgame presser, you could just see that he didn't have the same burst because normally he would have got away from those arm tackles, but this time he just didn't have the speed. But Oh, that's I mean, a classic, he, like, well, how did Mahomes just get 13 yards in that scramble? You know, usually right. that's what you see. And, and he just wasn't doing that tonight. No, quite frankly, nobody was able to run tonight. Joe Burrow was the leading rusher with 30 yards. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, But I think he just showed that he doesn't need that. He doesn't need the mobility to still be an amazing quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. I was frustrated with the play calling at times in this game, but again, over 300 yards, two touchdowns, and a low-scoring game. And when we needed him to make a play with his legs, he did. Yeah. I know you can say, well, if he got 15 yards extra, that wasn't really him. But he still got he had the first down. At and, that we had, point.
1: They, he, and we had they they had, had time we to had get
0: eight, we had eight yeah. seconds left. You have to think that they're gonna run a play to the sideline to try to get maybe three or four yards. Yep. I, I just I I really do think he just put it to rest. I don't think yeah. there's any debate.
1: He legit I think he legitimately had like three bad throws all night. Like just missed throws, and two of them were to were just simply because he didn't have enough power on that back foot with the injured ankle. Actually, there was one late in the fourth. Uh, MVS was streaking across the middle, and it it would have been a pretty big play. But again, like, man, you see that like in an instant, and you just react. Well, when he goes to react, and the plant foot's not as strong, he just Mm -hmm. it was a little behind him, you know. So, Mm -hmm. despite all of that, like, yeah, he played very, very well, especially with McCole Harmon, Juju Smith Schuster. Kadarius Tony, all going out. Um, even Pacheco. Did you see him? I don't know if you saw that. He was limping Pacheco,
0: hard. Pacheco was limping around. That's why they. I felt like they used McKinnon more, um, and they Actually, weren't running th- the ball because of that as well.
1: I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to somebody about this. Why did Jarek McKinnon suddenly just disappear from our game plan? He's the first player in NFL history to score nine consecutive, or running back to score nine consecutive touchdowns in a row. And then it's like, dude, got. He touched the ball six times all night. Like, they didn't run a
0: screen pass or anything to him. Like, what? So, I think, first of all, the run plays were not working. Uh, I mean, that's there's no – it was two yards a carry. 17 carries for 34 yards was the Chiefs' output in this game. That was very clear. So, that's some of what McKinnon's touches. Honestly, I, I'm not – I think it might have been a little bit of the Bengals' pressure um, and a little bit of the lack of mobility from Mahomes – Mm. That they a lot of McKinnon's plays are get Mahomes running out on a boot, get it to McKinnon real quick. Well, that's uh, fair. And I, I wonder if that that was it. But I I did think there was a lack of, especially with guys like Tony and Hardman going out. You're like, this is where you lean into that part of the playbook that you have mm-hmm. because you don't well, have heck, those outside playmakers. I think it was the first our opening second half drive when we had those three
1: receivers out. Mahomes was limping a little bit more than obviously he had started and we threw it three times and punted i was like okay we have no one to throw to mahomes is limping why are we not trying to establish that run you know what i mean uh, exactly and, I mean, it worked out we ran the we won but i'm like guys we're passing from we're we're spread right now on first and 10 with no receivers and a limp to mahomes like run the ball like what are we doing
0: and i, I think I, I think part of the lack of first of all almost all the runs were out of the shotgun which i hate I Mm -hmm. hate runs out of shotgun, but I do think Andy was afraid to call any of those zone reads because he was worried about Mahomes stretching out on that ankle. It's true. And so I think that's why, but yeah, there were a couple, I think we had two or three, three and outs in this game where we only, we didn't run the ball once, especially at the end. That's that frustrated me the most when we had, Well, when we right before we gave the ball back to the Bengals, that last drive, the last offensive drive before the last one, I guess I should say, we didn't run the clock. We we didn't run the clock at all. We we did three straight incompletions off of three pass plays in Bengals territory, and we punted it back to them. I mean, it. it, You know, at that point, like run the run the ball, get it down to the two minute warning then run the ball again, try to get a first. If you get one more first down, then you can kick a field goal and you don't have to worry about Burrow coming in at all or you give him no time yeah. and the Bengals Bru- had already used timeouts.
1: Well, what what's terrifying about this spot too is right before half, we're up 10, we got the ball, Burrow throws a pick. Like, okay, we're up 10, we go up 20 to three. Three plays, no yards, 19 seconds, run off the clock. We didn't even get it to the two-minute warning. And we punt it back and then they kind of start to drive and work same thing as last year, right? We had a chance to put points on the board, we didn't. They drove down and made it a closer game going into halftime. And I, I think every, honestly, that's what, I, you the were air, there. So I want to get, yeah, I was going to ask what were people. The like, air in the out? stadium
0: was out. It yeah. was gone, and there was a real sense that this is a re, uh, multiple people, including myself, said this is a repeat of last year. This is exactly what happened last year, and it's going to happen to us and again. And then. We went three and out, and they scored to tie it up. And I bet and the stadium was just dead silent. It was the quietest I think I've ever heard Arrowhead. It, it was so uncomfortable um, and so quiet. And then right after the next that, drive, then, that was that was yeah. the MVS touchdown. Yep. And we all exploded, and we're happy again. But I, the, oh, yeah. I would say that there were multiple points of this game where, despite us dominating on the stat sheet, you just felt like we were we were destined to lose um and, and credit to them they pulled it out well, the biggest stat the biggest
1: stat sheet was at the end of the first we were up six to nothing we had 127 something total yards and they had zero total yards and we were only up six nothing like if they yeah. drive on score they're winning and they literally just left the quarter with nothing so i don't yeah we were she's we only play weird games shouldn't. and this is absolutely the winner of the weirdest game of all time for the Chiefs because
0: they only play weird games the chiefs kryptonite too i don't know what this is i don't know why this is the case Third and short. We cannot convert a third and one to save our lives. I do not understand it. I am much more confident when we're in third and six than when we're in third and one. Because I don't know if, if everybody, we get conservative, or but we run the worst run plays that we have. The tight end sneak never works. I We didn't run it in this game. I hope we never run it again. Because mm-hmm. the, they know exactly what's going to happen every time that you do that. Mahomes got hurt on a freak play one time. If you're not going to run a QB sneak again, don't run it. But don't run the Blake Bell sneak. I hate that. Well, what's super weird is like, like whenever
1: we're in pass pro, we have the, like one of the best offensive lines in the league. And then for some reason, when we are on the ball, it's like, where's this offensive line? Why have we have, why, why is, you know, there's just no why is Pacheco depth. Pacheco getting like, hit
0: three times before he gets to the line?
1: Yeah. It's like, where'd I, they go?
0: Which is weird because if you ask any lineman, they would much rather run block because yeah. run block you're not you're not on your heels you're not protecting you're out there trying to hit people and
1: you have an assignment you know where you're going and where you're going next and where you're going next yeah right
0: i i i don't get it but we clinch up we we and i don't know if that i think is the only thing you can say definitively that is where the chiefs missed Tyreek Hill and this wouldn't be a problem mm-hmm. if they had him because third and 1 was okay we have Tyreek and Kelsey Bootleg Mahomes out to one side, put both of them right there. One of them is going to be open, and Mahomes will hit them for the first. Or we're he'll scramble for right twenty eight yards. <laughs> right, and we're just not doing that right now. So that mm-hmm. that that part is confusing. Um, and you know, when you have Marcus Kemp playing meaningful snaps, not just meaningful, pretty much every snap, a guy who was just elevated off the practice squad. That's not a great sign, but no, doesn't matter because Mahomes yeah, I, did it.
1: I do understand, like okay, their playbook was significantly like cut into like quarters after all those guys got hurt. I understand they could only run a limited amount of plays. So I do have a little bit of grace for the play calling and stuff like that. Cause again, like we can't have Marcus Kemp run all these plays because he doesn't know them. Like he's literally not been with this first team, you
0: know. And and they were running three tight end personnel as often as they could just because I think they trusted Fortson and Gray yeah. more than the backup wide receivers. And ah. we didn't
1: run the ball bad in that thirteen personnel there at the end. Like Pacheco was getting three, four, five yards on that those first carries. But
0: man, he's so much fun when he gets in space. That yeah. when he blew up those two Bengal defenders on that tackle, we had a Bengals fan in front of us who was pretty nice guy. He turned around and he just said, "How in the heck did he do that?" And was like <laughs> we, he has one of those a game. We we don't know. Yeah, he, just, he runs well, like Roma a man was the ground.
1: Roma was freaking out because like. Bengals are number one in the league for missed tackles. They had like ninety-eight missed tackles this year, which is number one in the league. And like the, he said that, like that they don't do that. And yeah, he blew those guys up, and then what? Got like a fifteen-yard run on yeah. the outside. Or I, I guess it was like a dump off. It was a pass,
0: but yeah. And I'm pretty sure we ended up wasting it by punting on that drive. Um, but still, what <laughs> we talked about, Mahomes. That I don't think there's anything else you can say. Best quarterback in the league. Um, nothing else that we need to prove. Joe Burrow. Despite the two interceptions, man, he's just so scary. He, he, Mm -hmm. third and long, you're like, where's Jamar at? You know, where's T Higgins at? Burrow's going to find him. I mean, double coverage, Jamar Chase blanketed 30 yards down the field. You just feel like Burrow's going to hit the spot. And he does, he does a majority of the time. One of the picks was a tip drill. That I think was just a really, really good play by the two rookie defensive backs.
1: Although I don't know why he threw that into double coverage.
0: Well, because he threw the uh, he threw another one just a quarter before into double coverage, and well, it, it worked out great. That's for That's true. And I there's that's true. I, you gotta. Hey, think, so like, the ball didn't
1: go his way that time. Finally, right?
0: That, <laughs> that would yeah. That was two T Higgins. You gotta think maybe it's a, maybe it's a little different if he's throwing to Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase just has a. No, for the football, and he's just going to go up and get it. Yeah, I think Burrow is some is clearly the second best quarterback in the league. I agree. Um, I think that he the composure that he has is scary, um, and you know he, he does he does all this with a bad offensive line. In every almost every single playoff game, actually every playoff game this man has played in, his offensive line has been abysmal. Mm -hmm. they're just they just have been he he got sacked what nine times in a titans playoff win i mean he's able to do it despite getting hit constantly and he just hangs in there and he slings it and he knows how to overcome bad protection which is what lets you know he's a great quarterback what do you think comes first
1: he's three options he gets hurt he moves on from the bengals because he can't get protected or that the bengals actually establish a Quality offensive
0: line and he's good to go. Well, I think that Bengals tried to go out and do that, and they did for most of the regular season. The problem is those guys, three of those guys got hurt going into the playoffs. Yeah. And they really um, weren't great anyway. I, he seems like a Cincinnati guy through and through. I mean, yeah, he, he does. really does. Yeah. I don't think he leaves. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he got hurt. I, I think just with the amount of hits that he's taking, you feel like it's gonna happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Um but for the first time, though,
1: and obviously we don't watch the Bengals every Sunday, Burrow was rattled. That first half and that into the fourth quarter, you could tell his he got happy feet and he looked legitimately rattled, not like composed and like just upset like Joe Burrow always looks. Like you could tell in his eyes, like we we were getting to him, and I think that's the reason we won the game because the defensive line got to Burrow, and I think there's because he missed a couple open guys like. On on him getting sacked, you know, he was he, he essentially it's, we sped up his process. He went through his reads a lot quicker and would miss like Jamar middle of the field or on the sideline, stuff mm-hmm. like that. He got and then he would proceed to get sacked. So yeah, for the first time it was like Joe Burrow's rattled right now. So that was kind of nice to see as a Chiefs fan.
0: Look, the whenever that delay of game happened in the first quarter, that was the loudest hmm. I've ever heard Arrowhead. Um, because it was, it we're right at the beginning of the game, you know, everybody's still fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drunk people aren't as drunk as they could be by the fourth quarter, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, I think there was a lot of pressure, I, and we can talk about that now. This is a nice transition. The Bengals talked more trash than I think any other any team ever has, and and not just the Bengals. Their fans, specifically the mayor of Cincinnati, talked more trash than mm, any other yeah. team ever has going into a I've game. I've never like heard this.
1: more. Yeah.
0: And it put, I think it put so much pressure on the Bengals players to come through. And I think Burrow did not get to be the cool underdog that he has been in his NFL career that nobody Mm -hmm. believes in us guy because they were getting picked by every pundit. You know, Eli Apple was tweeting about the Chiefs all week. You had the mayor of Cincinnati calling it Burrowhead, saying that Joe Burrow needed to do a paternity test because he was Patrick Mahomes' father. Like, it was going way – it was – it was the most trash talk I've ever seen, and the receipts are going to keep coming and I think genuinely this is the first time that Joe Burrow couldn't he couldn't do the nobody believes in us and I think it placed extra pressure on him, especially yeah. in an environment like Arrowhead at the end of the game you know yeah. you could say I've already done this once before, but when they did it last year they were an underdog nobody thought mm-hmm. they could win there was a it was a comeback that that you thought oh the old chiefs teams, yeah they give up a 21. 21- to three lead you, you they would but th- this one won't right mm-hmm. and and they did but this he didn't have that this year he everybody no. believed in him. they put so much pressure on it
1: yeah and um yeah did you see the uh Juan thornhill's live stream on instagram
0: yeah yeah i did
1: it's like someone comments like you you could just tell him and justin reed and all those guys kept every receipt they brought up burrowhead they brought up the cigars they brought up cancun they brought up tuna in a can from earlier in the season. that I mean, they were just going off. And even Bengals fans are like, yep, we deserve this. You know, there's a couple pages like everyone, there's even Chiefs pages that are like, just, you cannot even stand them. They're just bad for the fan base and they just say dumb things. But there are a couple Bengals like fan pages that were pretty popular like, look, guys, we can't get upset. We were calling it Burrowhead all week and then we didn't, you know, walk the walk and now they're, they're, showing those receipts like we deserve that you know i
0: was like which by the way he won one game in arrowhead stadium the other two games have been played in cincinnati he won one game in arrowhead stadium you you, know and he didn't even do that it was two defensive players who are quite frankly average at best who created this whole this whole narrative and wanted to talk trash joe wasn't doing it yeah, if no. you if you pay attention, Jamar Chase wasn't doing it. You know, they were doing the normal trash talk, like we don't fear them, you know, we've done it before, we're yeah. confident in our guys, which is every game, right? That I don't even know if that's trash yeah. talk. No.
1: But, it was a subpar I mean, defensive backs that were doing it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the guys who, if they won, it was not going to be on their shoulders. Right? Mm-hmm. There was there was no world in which you were the Bengals win this AFC championship game and you're like, man, Eli Apple, like this is really a credit to him, and and his play. That's why they were coming up with this win. That was never going to happen. There were even like uh,
1: Marlon Humphrey of the Ravens literally tweeted Cancun on three. There were like Steelers, Ravens fans, all Bills, that, that were like, I'm pretty sure ripping. Pretty sure Eli was
0: tweeting about it. Um, NFL I
1: mean, memes posted that video of of like it was like when. Stefan Diggs sees Eli Apple pulling up in Cancun and the dude's like, that isn't who I think it is, is it? You know, it's <laughs> just like just funniest
0: stuff. I and uh for Kelsey was pissed. You could tell. Um the the moment it being in the stadium for when he called the he, know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. The
1: jabroni. Which oh, I had to explain to the people I was
0: with that, that was a Dwayne the Rock Johnson yeah. um, original. It was y- there shouldn't be a role for that. And look, the Chiefs of any team in the league, the Chiefs should not have been able to be the Nobody Believes in Us team. Right. Yeah. Because five straight AFC championships hosted, you know, two Super Bowl appearances in the last five years. And their their worst finish is an AFC championship loss since yeah. Mahomes has been a starting quarterback. Right. Yeah. They they don't get to do the we're underdogs. Nobody believes in us. But in this game, the Bengals talked so much trash and media pundits, you know, nationwide, were so for the Bengals that they were able to actually do it. They you gave the Chiefs the one mm-hmm. narrative that they shouldn't have been able to have.
1: Yeah, Colin Sanders even said bad. that. It's like he was like baffled. Like, I don't know how we can be the underdogs in this when we've made it to five straight conference championship games, you know. And he do you know. I, Michael Irvin was talking about this. You know that it was on the player's mind all week when every player, the first thing they said in their post-game interviews brought up the trash talking. You know Absolutely. it was at the forefront if that's the first thing that they're mentioning, and you know that was their motivation. Absolutely. So, and hey, they keep talking. I, I hope they keep talking. Next time we play they, them, they, forever. They, Just
0: keep doing it. They didn't show it on the field either, which is, I think, impressive. You know, there wasn't, yeah. there wasn't fights. There, they yeah. really wasn't. There wasn't a lot. They, there were more fights in the 49 ers Eagles game, which had not really that much trash talk beforehand, and was kind of over after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were there was nothing. There wasn't really a lot of scraps going on, and which I thought was was pretty yeah. impressive.
1: It is really interesting. I saw something on Twitter today. Um, I, I don't know every free agent for the Bengals, but like Eli Apple, Jesse Bates, uh, Hendrickson, a couple other defensive guys, um, and. Maybe Boyd, I don't know about offensively. Um, are all free agents this coming off this season? And the the tweet I read, so I'm just trusting that that's right. But it seems like a reliable source. So they're going to be 44 million dollars under the cap, and they're wanting to make Joe Burrow the highest played quarterback in the league. So but, I don't know how they're going to afford. I don't know how they're going to afford all of these guys, and even being that far under. So I don't know. We'll see if the Bengals work their magic, but.
0: I I genuinely believe that Joe Burrow and the Bengals will be there. However, there is no way they can keep this team together. No. And it happens every time the quarterback comes off his rookie contract. That's why winning winning a Super Bowl on your rookie contract is so important, which Burrow has a year left of. Because as soon as that expires, he goes up the same time as Jamar Chase and the same time as T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. All of these guys that will have to pay, and they're only going to be able to pay Burrow and maybe one. I would yeah. say they try to keep Burrow and Chase, and then everybody else has to go. And that—that's just the way that it works. That's what happened. Yeah. You mean Mahomes signed his extension, and when it kicked in, they knew that they couldn't re-sign Tyreek Hill for the figure that he wanted. You know that—that that just happens, and you got to roll with it. But I, what I would worry about if I'm Eli Apple is, I'm a free agent. First of all, I don't think the Bengals are going to re-sign him. He's more trouble than he's worth. Yeah, is he a liability? Um, I, I, honestly, he gives the other team motivation. But <laughs> if you're Eli Apple, how many other teams have you pissed off right now? Who's going to want to take a flyer on you? Giants, Saints, it's, 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 Chiefs, it's, He's he's irritated at least. It, it's going to have to be a team you haven't played or you haven't talked a lot to. Because at this moment, you are the most infamous player in the league, and you're not even that good. You are, you are Patrick Beverly, but I would honestly say Patrick Beverly is better. So I, mm. I don't. I, there's not really a comparison I can think of, but I don't know. You, you're definitely not going to go to the Chiefs and say, "Hey, you the want Raiders? me?" The Raiders, the Raiders would probably sign him. Probably. You know, I, I just don't know. I think, he, but I, I agree with you. I don't know how they're going to keep this unit together, and I think their defense is underrated. I really do. Their front mm-hmm. seven is really good. Um, and that's going to be the more important unit. Cause look, Joe Burrow, I just said, he's not Patrick Mahomes level. He's number two, but he's, he'll be able to elevate the guys he's got around him. Having Mm -hmm. Jamar chase is nice. Every quarterback needs a great, every great quarterback has a great target. You know, Mahomes and Kelsey Brady and Gronk Manning and Harrison or Manning and Reggie Wayne, Montana and rice. Everybody has a great one. So he's going to have to have that great target. But outside of that, I really think he can elevate guys. It's the defense and the line that's going to be important moving forward. Yeah. Now. Yep. All right. That I think I think we've exhausted the AFC championship game. And yeah. we're going to spend less time on this next one. The NFC championship game, which happened earlier, was not close. All right. 31 to seven. Um felt over as soon as Brock Purdy got hurt, quite honestly. Um David, I did not watch this this whole game. As for part of it, I was in the stadium waiting for Chiefs' game to start. Although they did have it on the jumbotron until the Eagles scored the last time, and then they just like started playing pregame stuff because they knew it wasn't important. Yeah what What was your sense coming out of how good are the Eagles? What how do you feel about them after this game? Um,
1: they have my respect. They're very good. Um, they're very physical. And they they seem they just feel very very complete. Like I mean, for the starting quarterback to go fifteen for twenty five and one hundred twenty one yards, and he did have a rushing touchdown, but no passing touchdowns. For that to happen and for them to win thirty one to seven, it's pretty impressive. Like you know, usually if you just see that stat, you are like, okay, so did they score anything? You know, um, it's it's just tough though, man. Like the Eagles played Danny Dimes in the Giants and then they played Josh Johnson in the Niners. Like this, this is a good team and they are rightfully and deservedly in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts will be probably runner up MVP, but they have, they've had an easier path to the Super Bowl than the Chiefs have had it. I'll I'll put it that way.
0: Um, That is true.
1: I I, I don't think, I mean, in the second quarter, McCaffrey had a 23 yard run, made it a seven, seven ball game. So you were like, okay, maybe. Um, But then I believe in that time span, Wisman Purdy got hurt. Uh, And I don't think even with Josh Johnson coming in and the type of players that the Niners have, I don't think anybody thought the Niners had a chance. So, you know, it's going to be a good game and we'll probably preview this next Super Bowl next week. We won't get into it tonight. But um, they've just... Look at their schedule. They've not played a, a, a star quarterback. I I'll, I'll go as far as to say even a star quarterback.
0: Um the best quarterback they've beaten in all year is Kirk Cousins.
1: Yeah, Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott, but they actually lost that game Justin Fields. They, yeah, Daniel the, when Jones when they beat the
0: Cowboys it was a backup.
1: Malik Willis, who's I don't even know the Colts quarterback. Is it was it Sam Ellinger at that point? I don't You know what I mean? So it's like I,
0: it could have not been, taken yeah. away
1: from this team, but man, they've just
0: <sighs> look. We're we're Chiefs fans. We're going to convince ourselves you haven't played a good quarterback, and we have the best one, and that gives us an edge. I think that they have the edge in almost every other position group. Yeah, um, outside of that, they're they they're good. the The thing the running I would be backs close, about,
1: but they're line what I,
0: defensive line. Yeah, from what I saw from Jalen Hurts today, he does not look healthy. He just he does kind of seem slow, like not slow seems, as in
1: play, but he gets up and he's kind of like, I don't know, gingerly walking he, and like yeah. You know. It
0: seems like every play hurts him more. He is not hitting deep balls at all, which is one of their biggest threats. Was AJ Brown over the top, who who is dominating, you know, and and that was not happening in this game. And look, they didn't need it. Bro- Brock Purdy got hurt on that um, the fumble sack where he got hit in the elbow. Um they I think they've have, they have now officially said it's a UCL ligament it's a UCL tear um yeah. which is likely going to require surgery and he's out 6 months. It essentially means his his grip was no longer working really. Mm. And he did not have the ability to drive the ball. They brought him back in only because Johnson got knocked out with a concussion. They had no other quarterbacks available. That's why Christian McCaffrey threw one pass um and and
1: when pretty you know, went back in, they just ran the entire time because you literally couldn't throw the ball.
0: And running when you're down that much is not going to help you. I mean, best no. case scenario is they put another touchdown on the board and make it look closer. But it was clear that they were not going to win this game. No. Bosa got hurt um, kind of from friendly fire. Uh, yeah, he in got this game. taken out. And, you know, the 49ers, it's weird that this team has had this consistent of a problem. The injured quarterback thing has been a real thing for them. The one year they've had a pretty healthy quarterback was the year they made it to the Super Bowl. Yep. All the other times under Shanahan, he has not kept one quarterback the whole season. Mm-mm. You think about the Jimmy—the first year when Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL, and then Jimmy Garoppolo has been hurt again, and they've had to rely on – I don't even remember his name now. But who was the guy that came in and threw like five touchdowns on a Monday night football game? I don't even remember. Oh. He's not even on the roster anymore. No, he's not. But this year they had, you know, Trey Lance because Jimmy G was hurt. And then Trey Lance got hurt. Jimmy G came in. Then Jimmy G got hurt. You got Brock Purdy, but then Brock Purdy gets hurt. Like, it's just weird the kind of luck that they've had. Because they're stacked. They
1: have absolutely the most complete team in the NFL. And they're going to be back next year. But can the quarterback stay healthy?
0: Absolutely. And this is why I think they probably will turn to Tom Brady. I mean, really? Ooh, okay. If you're Tom, why not? I, 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 just if you are interested in playing another season, um, which it seems like he is.
1: Yeah, why he does not seem.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't you? That's easily the best choice for him. They have the the Niners have a good offensive line. They can protect him. They have a good offensive line and coach in Shanahan. Although. I think we may overrate Kyle Shanahan a little bit. Let's all keep in mind that Kyle Shanahan has coached two rather large collapses in Super Bowls. All right. Like he, he, he sometimes has he's, he's got a little bit of a fall apart guy in him. Mm. Um, and they have the deep at wide receiver. They have one of the best tight ends in the game and their defense is the best in the league maybe you could argue Eagles are better, but top two. Uh, Yeah. I don't know why if you're Tom Brady and you want to play another season, why you wouldn't just go there. I mean, and I think they would, I think they would take him. They don't want, I don't think they want Garoppolo anymore. After what Brock Purdy did, I think they trade him. Now you could say, we don't want to move on from Brock Purdy. Do you take Tom Brady for a year and see what you can do with this roster? Or do you fall back on Brock Purdy? I I think you take the gamble on Brady. I think Brock Purdy is their guy. Now they might
1: bring in Brady for a year, but I think they I think they stick with Purdy and I think he might be their long-term dude cuz he's played well this year. Like it's proven they don't need to spend money on a superstar quarterback when they can they they have the parts around him. He does enough. He's smart with the ball. He's mechanical and he I think he was doing enough. So I think he could be the dude for the future. I
0: don't know. What do you think on that? I I I mean, if I were them, that's who I would want most at this point. Now, from what we've the seen, the question is: yeah. the question is, what would Trey Lance be like? You know, if he had the time to develop, right? It yeah. seems like Trey Lance has the much better potential than Brock Purdy does, but Brock Purdy was more ready to come in right away. I, I, I just don't know. And they spent three picks on they essentially spent three first round picks trading up to get to Trey Lance. So I feel like they're gonna have to try to give him another shot. Um, or at least have him prove something so they can trade him. Because right now, I don't know any team that really is chomping at the bit to get Trey Lance, right? Yeah. And he's not a very tradable asset. Garoppolo's gone. I would agree with you. Brock Purdy has shown that he he can take them there. However, you could do the same thing with... If you, we did this with the Eagles, and I don't think we did it enough with the 49ers. They didn't play anybody either. Okay? Mm-hmm. They let let's go from the last time that they lost before this weekend. Okay. She's so, won it. Yes. The chiefs beat them 44 to 23. Okay. They beat the Rams the next week, then the chargers. So right now the chargers are the best team they played. Beat the Cardinals, beat the saints, beat the dolphins to a list dolphins. I should add. Yeah. beat the bucks were not good. The Seahawks, the commanders, the Raiders, then the, the cardinals then they beat the seahawks in the wild card round and they beat the cowboys in the divisional round so they played the chargers after that they really weren't playing anybody so mm-hmm. you could say brock hasn't been tested also if you're looking at the defenses you know that that they were forced to play against he, he wasn't playing very stout defenses down down the stretch either still i think you have to go with him right you, yeah. it's not a fluke to win that to get to an NFC championship game. Yeah. There's no way that can be a fluke. You can, and fluke your way into, the, into the playoffs, right? You can fluke your way into the playoffs. I, I, I don't know if he has truly been tested yet. And we won't know mm. because he got hurt in this game. This was, yeah, this, this would have been the game. Yeah. Right. Cause even if they lost, if Brock Purdy, you know, played a solid game, at least not even a great game, just a. Yeah you know, two touchdowns, one pick 60% completion percentage, throwing the ball 25 times, 30 times. I think that's enough where you could say he's the guy at this yeah. point. You just can't tell because he quite frankly, didn't play enough for you to. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think you're right. I think they have to lean on the side of, of, of letting him give it a shot. McCaffrey was very obviously also a,
1: a good pickup for them because dude, dude's been just stellar. Um, I'm starting to think it was more Panthers training or whatever was going on in Carolina because he's been healthy and he looks really, really good.
0: Really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, again, Kittle, they have Trent Williams on the offensive line, you know, Bosa on the defense. He's likely going to win defensive player of the year this year. They're really stacked. They're a stacked roster. But how many times have we said that about these 49er teams? Yeah. They have been... Oh my God, the 49ers are stacked for the last five years.
1: Well, then, so I, maybe I should take back my statement of, you know, they don't need a superstar quarterback. You know, in 2019, they had that stacked roster, but what is the one, what is one of the bigger reasons, not the main reason, that they couldn't finish that game? Because they didn't have a better quarterback
0: than Jimmy right. Garoppolo, you know? Because Yeah,
1: they, that's well, true. And they
0: do this every year. They make it far in the playoffs every year. And then uh, other than the season from hell they had right after losing the Super Bowl where everybody got hurt at the beginning of the year and they were awash, essentially. After yeah, that, yeah. they do the same thing. They go far in the playoffs and they lose likely either due to injuries or at most likely court, lack of quarterback play, whether it be a guy gets mm. injured or... You know Jimmy G makes some mistakes or something like that, and then people go, you know if they just got this quarterback position filled, out, this is the most stacked team in the league they would easily how many years can we do this that's a good I point mean, seriously like,
1: like at some point well at some I mean, point you are honestly you are. Sunday with Mahomes like you got to have a certain quarterback that will will your team to win no matter how good or bad the players are around you like it comes down to can the quarterback make a play and honestly in that 19 Super Bowl Jimmy missed a deep, missed an open Brandon Ayuk, I believe, down the middle. Um, that would have made it yeah. much more difficult for the Chiefs to come back in that. And uh, you know that people blamed Jimmy Garoppolo on that loss, which it wasn't only his loss. Like the defense gave up like twenty four unanswered. But yeah, you know maybe Brock Purdy or someone else hits that open ball. I don't know. You know, so that's, that's a good point though. And maybe you do need a quarterback that can carry the
0: team, can make those plays. I just I, I I know we get a lot of repeat narratives year after year. Every year we get to hear how it's the Chargers' year, and I'm not saying. Bro, that did the you 49ers see Skip Bayless are, tweeted that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's funny. Such, he's, People are just oh laughing.
1: They're not even upset at him.
0: They're like, "Here we but, go again." But really. The Forty ers are not the Chargers, right? They have playoff success. They've made it to a Super Bowl. They make it to conference championship games. But in a way they are because every year we do the thing where we go, Oh my God, the Forty ers are so good. You know, if they get the quarterback position filled figured out, they're I they would be the most dangerous team in the league. I I don't really understand. We do this every year, and they do this every year. Yeah. They they genuinely do. I do think this year is tough though. I think we do see a completely different game if
1: Purdy's not hurt. So I think it's tough to Based it off that. I do was, see what you're saying though.
0: It was the first time for both teams to prove that they were, that, that it wasn't a fluke that one for one team to prove that their starting quarterback was for real. And for the other team to prove that it wasn't the schedule that we played, we are one of the best teams in the league and they are, I mean, they they genuinely are. Yeah. And I think the Eagles are going to be favored in the Super Bowl just because it, it, the injuries and you know, the Eagles came in better. They, they, didn't have a nail-biter in their Mm -hmm. conference championship. They destroyed the team that they played. And you could say, well, the quarterbacks got hurt. The Eagles were up 14-7, to and then Johnson fumbled a snap, and they scored another touchdown, 21-7. to And the Eagles did nothing but run the ball in the second half. I mean, they weren't really even trying to score, and they still put up 31 points. So um, they're a very good team.
1: A good friend of mine that I graduated high school with you know, was posting, he's an Eagles fan, big Eagles fan. And he like was posting the championship graphics, stuff like that. And I slid up and we were talking a little bit and he was saying, you know, I was like, I'm nervous. Cause the Eagles are kind of stacked really in every position. And he's like, yeah, but it really depends on how healthy you guys get because he said something big. He said is once we get a lead, we're really dangerous because we're really good at maintaining that lead. But he's like, we've actually struggled a lot this year. Once we get behind, we struggled getting back into the game um so you know maybe we don't want to talk too much about this but maybe that's something the chiefs try to execute is like okay let's try to get this lead and let's try to Mm -hmm. maybe make the eagles change their game plan um because yeah they love to run the ball i mean what they're they're averaging 150 yards
0: a game that's insane on the ground that's insane right they're they're great they're a great running team and look in all of their wins and almost all their wins down the down the stretch, they've been coasting. I mean, they mm-hmm. genuinely have been like, "It's the third quarter, we're gonna win." Even in the playoffs, you know, that both of their games that they have played, the divisional round, that game was over in three drives. They, yeah. It was done, and then they they coasted. They didn't really have to try. So we haven't seen them put four quarters together, but I, they're scary. They're they're yeah. a team yeah. that is it is very scary. Yeah. I think right. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you mentioned the spread. Right now,
1: this is obviously – it's two weeks away, so this will probably change. But Eagles are favored one and a half. Money line is Eagles way, 100 minus 125. And the over-under is 49 and a half. So honestly, I, this will – it will probably settle like an Eagles favored at one. I won't think it, – it. I probably won't go outside of one or two. I wouldn't think Eagles are not going to be favored by more than two unless like Mahomes – like suddenly can't play for some random reason you know so i would imagine it probably no. settles the eagles like favorite at a half point or something
0: yeah i don't i i don't think any team if we're doing the super bowl preview even though I we said we're not so we're gonna wrap this up really quickly yeah i don't think either team can do the nobody believes in us thing no in this game there's not there i really don't think there's gonna be a true underdog both teams are pretty evenly matched it seems um, and w- dealing with injuries to, mm-hmm. to key players, um, so well, we were, we've already uh, seen tweets like AJ Brown and Willie Gay were teammates. Kelsey
1: brothers, like I think these teams actually respect each other. So I'm excited, and we can obviously yeah. get more into that uh, next
0: week. But I'm I don't pumped. think anybody's going to be doing Bengals level trash talk. I'll tell you that. No, the mayor of Philadelphia is probably not going to be having Jalen Hurts. You know. Order him to take a paternity test to determine whether he's Patrick Mahomes' dad or not. Dude, that is so cringe.
1: That is, I, I mean, I mean he responded
0: well after the yeah, game. He, he said they deserved it, but dog, I wouldn't uh, be surprised
1: if he just simply didn't get
0: reelected because of that. No that's way he wins reelection. I would put if my if I were his opponent, I would just run that on local television all the time. Like, hey, remember when he embarrassed the entire city by talking too much trash and then we lost this game? Yeah. That's
1: just so cringe. It's not. Most
0: mayors just do a jersey bet. He did a whole press conference. I don't know if you saw this. He did a whole press conference to trash Kansas City and the mayor of Kansas City. He was like and Quentin talking. Lucas
1: just beautifully responded.
0: Yeah. Oh, I saw Quentin. I'm saying this like we talked to each other. We when we went we went close to the field during the celebration and Quentin was running down the sideline. Um, was he we like, on the city mayor? no no but he was he was yelling and cheering he's like yeah that's right this is our house it's arrowhead it's our house and he that's got one of the so loudest hot. cheers of anybody so goaded i don't nothing I about really
1: this funny. guy i just know he is cool on twitter and supports the chiefs so I'm, i support quentin come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: depending on his politics that could be could be dodgy for you you have no idea but uh i'm gonna be with you because i don't know a whole lot about <laughs> kc politics but i do know that he's a chiefs fan and that's that's really all that mattered this weekend. yeah so yep
1: yeah. so chiefs win the afc 23 20 game winning field goal against the bengals and the eagles uh stomp the injured niners 31 to 7 in the nfc championship so it'll be chiefs technically at the eagles Although it doesn't really matter in a sense because it's in Glendale, Arizona, um, where the Cardinals mm-hmm. play. So that's coming up February 12th. We'll preview that next week. Um, then it'll literally just be an all Super Bowl preview probably of the entire pod. We'll just be talking yeah. about that. Um, we might have some fun talking points or stuff like that. But yeah, this, yep. is, this has been the Conference Championships recap episode 71 of What Do You Want to Watch? A uh, fun weekend. We feel good. We're happy. This is what we wanted. Um, go Chiefs, come on! Sorry if you're a Bengals fan, uh, not really. No, I'm we'll not. talk to you later.
0: <laughs> we day, we day, we day, we day. Say they gonna beat them Bengals.
1: Woo <laughs>